Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Kentucky Smiles on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky College of Dentistry and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment Cooperative Extension Service. Kentucky Smiles offers listeners information on maintaining oral health, advancements in dental treatments, research, and more. Hello, and welcome to Kentucky Smiles on Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Pam Van Arsdale, Division Chief, Dental Public Health at the University of Kentucky. Welcome, Pam. Hi, thank you for inviting me. So today's topic is oral health and older adults, and we know that it's important to take care of our teeth across the lifespan, right, from little babies all the way up into adulthood and and into older adulthood. And so today we're going to talk about how we can maintain good oral health care over our lifetime. And I just wanted to start today and ask what are some of those barriers to good oral health care for older adults? Well, I think when you're thinking about barriers, you have to think of both access to professional care and also your ability to provide your own self-care, your own oral hygiene. So sometimes older adults do not have um, insurance. You know, when they lose their, when they retire, they don't have their dental insurance anymore. And we know that the average older adult does pay more out of pocket for dental services than younger adults. So um, that can be an issue. Paying for the services can be an issue. Also transportation, mobility issues um, in terms of getting into the dentist. And then in terms of providing your own oral hygiene, I think part of that could be things like and I have this problem myself, I keep my <laughs> bifocals with me all the time, you know, you just don't see quite as well and, you know, maybe have some dexterity problems with your hands. Although age is really not chronological, it's not really a number, it's more biological. Right. right. So you, know, you can have someone who's 90 years old that is as functional as a 50-year-old sometimes. So you have to look at every individual differently. Are there changes that occur to our teeth because of aging? There are. So we have um, age-dependent changes and age-associated changes. So some changes occur because we age. They are pretty much universal with people that are getting older. For instance, you know, needing the bifocals and those kinds of things. In the mouth, some things that are pretty much universal are that our our teeth become more cracked. So we have what's known as craze lines. So over our lifetime, you know, as we chew ice or other hard things, um, there's a lot of wear and tear on our teeth. And by the time we get to be uh, my age or older, we do have a number of cracks in our teeth. And sometimes those aren't even visible. So those that's one thing. So sometimes we have more older adults might be more prone to break a tooth. Um, and then also the teeth normally become a little more yellow with age. And that again is, has to do with wear and tear. And you know, the, the tooth is composed of enamel on the outside, which is usually the white part. And then the next layer in is the dentin and that's very yellow. So as we age, that enamel wears away and you can see more of the dentin shining through. And so our normal cast of our teeth becomes a little more yellow 
as we age. Yeah, and it makes total sense because I'm just thinking about as we age, the little aches and pains and joint pains, and like you mentioned, the bifocals to the changing in your eyes, it just makes total sense that our teeth are changing as well, and we need to care for those the same as we do those other aches and pains or getting the glasses or whatever it may be. But I can also see how that might not always be the forefront in someone's mind of, of, you know, everybody kind of knows that eventually you're going to get bifocals, right? Not many of us get lucky enough to get through life without bifocals. And, but I'm really thinking about that in terms of dental care. I also want to ask a little bit about medications. You know, I think as people age, they tend to take a little bit more medicine. Do medications affect your teeth or your mouth? That's a great question. And I think that's a, something that a lot of people don't know about. And we probably don't talk about it enough in healthcare. We have over 500 medications that cause uh, dry mouth. And these are, many of these medications are commonly used. We have a lot of uh, chronic conditions in the United States and people do take, research shows that people do take more medications as they get older. So the problem with having a dry mouth is our saliva helps to cleanse our teeth and moisturize the inside of our mouth, the tissues inside of our mouth, the insides of our cheeks, the insides of our lips. So when your mouth is dry, that causes irritation in the inside of your mouth. It also affects your ability to taste. It affects your tongue and your taste buds. And it also can be very detrimental to the teeth because we need our saliva to kind of wash off the teeth. It has a, it has a buffering quality for the acids that cause decay and things like that. We really need saliva and there are drugs. Sometimes people are taking multiple drugs that dry their mouth out. So that's definitely a consideration. Now there are mouthwashes and lubricants and you can take small sips of water throughout the day. There are ways to alleviate the dryness, but I think a lot of people just don't realize that the medications are causing the dryness and how detrimental that can be. So this is where I'm going to admit the things that I probably should know, but had never really thought about that. I never really realized that saliva, one of its jobs or purposes is to actually cleanse our teeth. And that makes total sense. Um, So again, sometimes I might be a little bit too honest in our conversations as well, but I think that's an interesting point. What are some special considerations for older adults who are dependent? So for an individual that may be homebound or in assisted living or nursing home care? The University of Kentucky College of Dentistry did a survey uh, several years ago uh, across the state of Kentucky of older adults. And we found that the cohort of older adults that was most vulnerable to poor oral health were those who were homebound. A close second were those who were institutionalized in long-term care. So we know that um, and, and you, you know, you could kind of probably guess as to why that might be, at least with homebound, because they're probably not able to get out of their home to get professional care. You know, they may have some difficulties with activities of daily living that would make it difficult for them to provide good oral hygiene care. And there's really no one watching out for their oral right. care. So we do have that in a nursing home. You know, there are people who are supposed to be checking their mouth. It's actually a law that nursing homes have to either provide or get the care, the dental care that the nursing home resident needs. So, you know, there is some help in the long-term care facilities, but typically 
patients who are in long-term care facilities cannot provide even their own oral hygiene. They, you know, if they have trouble bathing and toileting and those in eating by themselves, they're probably not going to be able to brush their own teeth, at least very effectively. Those are some of the concerns. We developed a curriculum, uh, we meaning the University of Kentucky College of Dentistry, uh, to help nursing homes provide better oral care, oral hygiene care for the residents in nursing homes. And we also developed some resources for um, loved ones of individuals who are either going into a nursing home or maybe you're already in a nursing home or need some care. And so in the links of the podcast, I'm sharing a link to some of those resources on our dental school website. So if you have a loved one that's in a nursing home, a long-term care facility, or if you're getting ready to think about putting or uh, placing your loved one in a long-term care facility, there are some questions that you could ask, things like that. So Pam, as I'm listening to you talk, and uh, one of our other podcast guests had shared about the linkages between oral health and your general overall health. And so, uh, you know, as an individual ages and they're less able to take care of their mouth, just the compounding effect that it has on their overall health. What recommendations do you have for older adults regarding maintaining excellent oral health? Well, I just want to back up just a second to what you just mentioned. Okay. I think that's a really good point. And, you know, one of the things we really worry about with individuals who are in long-term care is if they have a lot of plaque in their mouth, the plaque is the kind of the, the goopy film that forms on our teeth naturally. It's forming on my teeth right now, even right. though I brush my teeth. So it normally forms, but it has bad bacteria in it. And the longer it sits, the worse it is. Worse it is. And so if you don't brush it off and floss it out, it, it grows and becomes worse. And so when someone is in a long-term care facility and they're not getting up and often they're laying in a bed, all of that can be aspirated. And so that increases the risk for aspiration pneumonia, which can be devastating in someone in long-term care. So I just wanted to mention that that's a really, you know, you don't really think about the mouth as being that important to systemic care, but not only is the inflammation, and I'm sure your previous guest talked about you know, what's going on in the body, how the mouth really does impact. But this is like a, the bacteria is being transported from the mouth into the lungs. That can happen. Exactly. Um, It's aspirated and cause, really it can cause pneumonia that could be deadly. So there's a really good reason to keep our mouths clean. So, and now I'll talk a little bit about (laughs) the the question you actually asked me. Sorry about that. Uh, Before I start uh, talking about that, I just want to make it clear, I think that we have to start with knowing that it is possible to have excellent oral health throughout a lifetime. I did a study one time and we looked at, um, well, just in practice, I can tell you that I saw individuals who had better oral health, more teeth, excellent gums at an older age than individuals who are at a younger age. So it is an age associated sometimes problem that people have gum disease or, you know, are missing a lot of teeth, things like that, that can occur with age, but it is not a natural part of aging. Right. So if we take good care of our teeth, we can keep our teeth for a lifetime. So um, recommendations for um, taking good care of your teeth. First of all, it needs to be very individualized. You know, for someone who has all of their teeth and they're all touching, they're obviously going to have to provide really good flossing 
And some people don't have any teeth at all and have dentures. So for those folks, they need to not only keep their denture clean and brush their tongue and rinse out the inside of their mouth, but they also need to make sure that they are going in to get the inside of their mouth checked every year because oral cancer could be in their mouth. So a lot of people think, well, I've got a denture. I never need to go to the dentist again. But you absolutely need to go to have an oral cancer check once a year. In fact, oral cancer is much more prevalent in people over the age of 65. The average age of diagnosis is 63. Yeah, I think it's a great point that the dentist does so much more than just clean your teeth. Yes, absolutely. And we have so many nice oral hygiene tools now. So if you're having trouble using floss or, you know, if you have some recession and your gums have kind of pulled away, sometimes we brush our gums away. It used to be that we used hard toothbrushes. You know, I can remember my dad was a dentist. We all had hard toothbrushes back in the 70s. And we now know that actually is not good for your gums. Right, right. So, you know, some people have recession, not because they haven't taken care of their teeth, but because they've used the wrong tool or brushed too hard. So, you know, talking with your dentist and your dental hygienist and finding out what are the best tools for you that would help you discuss with them what your struggles are um, in terms of doing really good oral hygiene and and let them make suggestions about that kind of thing. And, you know, it is extremely important to clean between our teeth. Uh, Probably every dental hygienist and every dentist would agree on that. So it's not just about the brushing. We have to get between the teeth and clean, either with proxy brushes or floss or something. Yeah. So is it fair to say that as we age and, you know, I can think of just as, you know, just as I'm getting older, or as my parents are aging, that there are certain recommendations in terms of the amount of exercise that they should get per day to kind of keep their bodies healthy, that we should think of oral health in the same way, that the same way we're caring for the rest of our body, we should be caring for our teeth as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. We certainly should. And, you know, I think we have kind of divided the care of the mouth to this completely different discipline dentistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one time, there was talk of creating an oral health physician to try to kind of pull the mouth into the whole body. And uh, so, you know, we've kind of done that to ourselves in terms of isolating. Well, I mean, not dental school, but a exactly. long time ago, separated it out mm-hmm. as separate. But there is so there are so many connections. We know that if you have diabetes, it's much more difficult to have good oral health. And if you have gum disease or any infection in your mouth, it's much more difficult to control your blood sugar. So the mouth really does have a huge role in the rest of the body. And we do need to think about it as part of our overall health. Dr. Van Arsdale, thank you so much for joining us today. As you mentioned earlier that you've shared a few links with us that will be part of the show notes. So if a listener wants to reference back for more information, they can definitely check out those notes. Thank you again. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Kentucky Smiles on Talking Facts. Our goal is to provide you with knowledge to support your oral health needs. If you have suggestions for future topics, please message us on the UK College of Dentistry Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UKY Dentistry or visit our website at ukhealthcare.uky.edu forward slash dentistry for more information.